Providing for your family is a top priority. But what happens when you need affordable health care? Christian Healthcare Ministries could save you up to 40% today. As a member, you can choose your provider without network restrictions. Sign up at your convenience with our anytime enrollment. Join a Christian community that supports each other's medical expenses, offering peace of mind as you prioritize what's most important. Enroll now at yourchm.org. This is the Fox News Rundown Extra. I'm Dave Anthony. Today, you'll hear from someone you're probably used to seeing, Bill Hemmer. The other day, I sat down with the anchor of America's newsroom on Fox News Channel weekday mornings, discussing quite a few things from the Capitol riot to the 2022 elections to Russia. And I talked to Bill Hemmer for so long, we couldn't actually include all of it in the regular rundown podcast. So we thought you might like to hear all of it today. Now, as for the riot and that investigation from the Democrat-led House Committee, our conversation happened before Thursday's primetime hearing. So keep that in mind. It's a preview, not a reaction. Another thing, Bill also talks about a new Fox Nation special he hosts, The Winter War, the Soviet Invasion of Finland. It's something you could go watch right after you hear him talk about it. All right, enough of me setting it up. Let's just play it. Bill Hemmer on the Fox News Rundown Extra. Joining us again on the Fox News Rundown is Bill Hemmer. He is an anchor, of course, with Fox News. You can watch him on America's Newsroom, 9 to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, and see him on Fox Nation. More on that later. Bill, good to have you here. Dave, nice to have Nice to be here. <laughs> How's that? All right. Thursday night. Prime time. Democrat-led House committee investigating last year's Capitol riot is going to hold this hearing. They haven't had a hearing publicly since last year. Now they're doing this in prime time, trying to get a lot of attention here on what happened a year ago. This is something that's going to be on live on some mm-hmm. cable networks. Some people are going to watch this. Broadcast networks, too. Yeah. They're yeah gonna, for, it's gonna be, a deg- for a while. Yeah. It's going to be, it's gonna yeah. be they're hoping, Democrats are hoping it's a big deal. They have not had a chance to move the needle too much, I don't think, on the Capitol riot. A lot of other issues, inflation and everything else, atop voters' minds here going into the elections. You think this has a chance to move the needle? Well, I mean, the world travels fast, doesn't it? Yeah. And you think about news cycles these days. I mean, I'm, I'm old enough to remember where a news story would be out there for three days at a time. That's right. Uh, now, you know, it's three hours. So it, it's hard to say over time. Um and you're right about the audience being drawn in prime time. I'd be curious to know what the numbers are. What sort of viewership will it draw? They hired this ABC producer to help them out with the production, let's say. Well, let's see how they do. Um, I, I do believe there'll be a measure of drama. What they will present that we don't know already, I, I think, is where really the... Um, the question is in all of this new footage supposedly we've never seen before, yeah. um, which which could be gripping. I, uh, I I will concede to you um, if it is if it helps represent the violence that we saw on the sixth of January in that afternoon. And we've already seen a lot of those videos in these hearings that we in the past. Yeah, but but you, you you know through the medium of television that you can capture this in a way that has you know an impact on people. So right. let let's see how they do on the production side of it. The other thing is the actual content of what they have to present to the American people. Is it new? Right. 
can you prove that there were people who were communicating on, let's say, the 5th of January with the intent to go inside the Capitol building? That would be damning. Right, right. But, but short of that, I, I, I'm not so sure how much further we move the ball. I mean, we all I, know former President Trump took hours to respond that day. People were trying to get him to respond. Messages from all kinds of people among his circle. Hey, get him to stop it. That's all. We know yeah. that. We know a lot of things about January 6th already. Yeah. Dave, I was in Atlanta, Georgia that day. Okay. And I was anchoring the day after the contested Senate runoffs. Oh, right. We were dealing with the 50-50 Senate. Well, right. we weren't even at 50-50 at that point. And we're watching this rally um, on the monitors down in Atlanta. And things went from bad to worse with each passing hour. And we made a Senate call for Raphael Warnock in the middle of that breaking news story. Is that right? I forgot which that. Which literally put the Senate at 50-50, 50-50 okay. plus one with Kamala Harris, uh, the Democrat breaking ties. That happened in the middle of the um, forgot all about the that. raid on Capitol Hill. I think the other thing to keep in mind, um, a couple things. You're going to hear from the Trump folks about a meeting that he had. I believe it was two nights prior, if I have that right where he put out a request for thousands of extra law enforcement officials, whether that was National Guard or what have you, and they're going to make the case that the mayor of Washington, D.C. denied that request. So that's going to be part of this pushback. Uh, We'll see how far that goes. But again, I think the key is what is new that we haven't seen to date. Right. But on the right, they have acknowledged, you know, right away after January 6th that what happened was wrong. They condemned it. They condemned the violence. But there hasn't been a lot of focus on the right. A lot of Republicans have said, you know what, let's focus on the future. Let's not look back. And they, a lot of them say this is just partisan theater. Democrats may lose the midterms. They may lose the House. They could possibly lose control of the Senate. So they're desperate. That's what Republicans are saying. Well, I, I, I look, you cannot remove politics from this equation. There's going to be some politics involved here. And uh, depending on which side wants to use which arguments for their advantage, we'll see how that plays with the American public. But you're very right about the midterms coming up. Yeah, uh, they're, they're in five months. Um, we've been watching primary. Dave, we have never... In the history of covering politics in cable news, and I've been doing it a while now, <laughs> Yeah, I, I can't remember us covering primaries live on television the night of the actual vote. That That's a sea change for us. It has to it usually would take a crazy close, important race. Right. We're talking about sometimes races for governor. Mm-hmm. We're talking about primaries yeah. for, you know, smaller seats, and too. It, yeah, it was rare when we gave it that level of attention in prior races. It was usually after the fact where we said, whoa, did you see what happened in such and such district in New York last night? And he was the third ranking member in the House among Democrats, and he lost his seat. He had that seat for 30 years, and now a 29-year-old congresswoman by the name of Ocasio-Cortez oh, yeah. now has his seat. Yeah, and, that, was, that, was, that, was a, that was a real stunner. You, usually that that's when, that's when it hits you. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. What do you think has emerged as a trend? Most Trump-backed Republicans have won, not all, 
How do you see him overarching as the, you know, figurehead here for Republicans? Yeah, let's take this past Tuesday night, right? What was that? June, uh, June the 7th? Yeah. Uh, Depending on when your audience (laughs) hears this. Uh, I believe President Trump had made, had weighed in on 15 races, which wasn't a ton. But they were holding primaries in seven different states. So mm-hmm. there was a lot out there. And I believe he's going, he could go 15 and 0. There's, there, there's a race that's still outstanding. And maybe by the time this goes to air, it's decided. And that is what's called Montana District 1. It's a news district decided by the, the census. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Ryan Zinke, the former Interior Secretary, yes. is running for, uh, to go to Congress. And he was part of the Trump administration. As of this conversation right now, the race is too close to call. He's ahead, though. Uh, ahead, yes. Yeah, slightly, I think, 1,000 votes, maybe 1,500 at last check. Trump could go 15 or no. What I noticed in... in and the research that I did for this past Tuesday is that among Republicans who were up for a primary contest, who had either voted for impeachment or who had either voted for the January 6th committee. Yes. Trump stayed away from every one of those races. Hmm. He did not endorse Hmm. Now, there were some others who worked in his administration who did. Michael Flynn um, was campaigning with uh, a candidate from New Jersey who 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 lost. Um, what it tells me, I think, is that Trump's acumen, not not necessarily for the candidate specifically, but for the district they represent is either favorable to the Trump movement or not. And he knows that. Okay. Innately, yeah, and makes the decision as to whether so to he, go in or not. I, th- I think it. I think before Tuesday, I think he was a hundred and seven, meaning a hundred to seven based on the endorsements that he right. Had. Only losing seven races, and 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 one of those was in in Georgia, uh, Governor Brian Kemp, right. the Trump-backed challenger, Purdue. former Senator David Perdue lost, and he lost big. The former president has gone after, though, all 10 Republicans in the House who voted for his impeachment over what happened on January 6th. One of them, of course, Adam Kinzinger, the other Liz Cheney, they're both on this committee, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, Kinzinger is not even running. He, he, he said, I'm not going to run again. But Liz Cheney is still fighting, hoping mm-hmm. to win a reelection. Yeah, she'll be in a tough primary fight in Wyoming. We'll see how it goes. Um, that, that's to be decided. There are 10 House Republicans who voted to impeach. Yeah. I've off the top of my head, the majority are no longer pursuing office or in office. Uh, but you have a few, a gentleman, David Valadeo in California. Uh, he won a race, he lost a race, he won the race back. And his district was changed because of the census. He's running in a more difficult district now, but he still stands a chance of winning. And that is one of those races this past Tuesday where you had a number of Republicans line up to take his seat. And President Trump did not endorse any one of them in that House. You can see how it would be very easy for him just to to go down the list and say, well, I mean, you voted yes against me. You voted yes against me. But I'm not going to take a position based on the current race that you're. So he cherry picks which ones to get involved in. There is talk of him wanting to be a part of the coattails of, say, the Republicans taking over the House in the 2022 midterms 
by announcing a run for president before the November elections. And then if the Republicans do win the House, he can say, see, I was right there with him. I've heard that. I I don't know it to be true. Maybe it is. I I think that only Donald Trump knows what Donald Trump's going to do. Yeah. Isn't that pretty typical, and, though? <laughs> you know what? If if there were a hundred people in the room, he'll ask ninety nine of them what he think what what they think he should, do, or even all one hundred. Um, but uh, he has shown very good political instincts, and if he believes that there is a chance to to win the White House back, he'll get in the race. But if he views this as as an impossibility, he won't. I don't see him thinking it's an impossibility. I mean, he, he never hints at that. And he always talks about, I'm going to make... Uh, he, he has, on several occasions, talked about age. He's talked okay. about how time wears you on and wears on you. And I, I remember specifically one interview he did after he left office. And um, I'm paraphrasing here. But he said, "If uh, what was, it, was he 73? Was he 74? He's, he, he said... I can tell you at age 73 or 74, you don't know what you will be as a person physically, emotionally, intellectually when you're 78. And he, if he, yeah, because things change. And if, if he's thinking about a presidency, he would be in office until January of 2029. Yeah. So that's that's six and a half years away. Yeah, listen, it's a great parlor game. It's great for us to discuss this, but we have no firm answers as, as to what his future will be. And He's going to make that call. He's been very, very vocal, of course, against uh, President Biden on a lot of different things. Ukraine being one of them, he said over and over again, if he had been reelected, Vladimir Putin, the Russian leader, would have never invaded. Obviously, he didn't invade when Donald Trump was in office. He has obviously invaded. In the last three months, the war continues. This is a war that has gone a lot differently than we thought it would when it started. Everyone seemed to think that this was going to be a pushover. Ukraine was going to fall quick. Moscow would be taking over Kiev in a week. Didn't work that way. Yeah. Um, hmm. If you speak to the generals with knowledge now, people like Jack Keane, yeah. uh, they're all convinced that it's going to go on for a while. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm not suggesting they're wrong. There was a counter opinion to that recently. And... The point was, is that Ukraine's losing. They're losing slowly, but they're losing. And we have to admit that. Now, I have put that question to many of the military advisors who come on Fox. They all disagree with that, which I find very interesting. Um, But it depends on what you think the, 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 the Russian goal was. Because if the goal was to take over Ukraine then Russia's losing and lost that. If the goal is to now take over areas of the east, like the Donbass region, yes, Russia seems to be winning that. I I confess that it has changed. um, And how it turns out, I do not know. But this this is what appears to be happening. The Russians move in, they wipe out a city, and they fail to hold that city. The Ukrainians push back, and they retake territory. Probably territory you don't want or I don't want, uh, but this is their land. Yeah what is left of it anyway, and they seem to be successful at that. How do these mid-range missiles change the conflict on the battlefield? We don't know yet. Uh, We do know that it takes upwards of a month to be trained on it properly, and then you have to outfit it. You have to to, uh, do the proper maintenance work to make sure it's operating in the battlefield. Will that change the game for the Ukrainians? To a degree, I think it will, but uh, substantially and forever, I I don't think we know. 
There was a piece that came out this past week that suggested suggested rather the whole idea about going in the north. That, that wasn't an idea that you take Kiev and overtake the entire country. That was Putin trying to destabilize the country. Okay. Mess with that government. And I think to a degree he did that. Well, is that that's a very convenient way though to explain if you're Putin mm-hmm. that taking over Ukraine was a failure and then now you can say, well, what I was really trying yeah, to do was yeah. to you know, could, could very well. I mean, be. that's a nice way of looking and make it look like I was the way I yeah. wanted it all along was to make it look like I was losing. Here's what confounds me has from the beginning is the city of Odessa. It means so much to him. Catherine the Great, 1795. If you look at Odessa, I've not been there personally, but it's got some decent images. You know, remember, this is the former Soviet Union. The architecture is not great, but there's some pretty outstanding images there in Odessa. Right on the sea. W- why has he not... I know they bomb certain areas around the city, but he hasn't gone in. Why? Why is that? Now, here's what I think is happening. They're going to blockade the Black Sea in front of that area and try and starve the country and keep that city intact. That's what I think. Well, the they're already blocking exports, and that's a huge yeah. concern for food around the yeah. world. The wheat and corn and all yeah. the things that we get from Ukraine. Right now, there is a there is a um, there is a plan. I'm not suggesting it's going to work. Putin's making the calls here that you could get American ships or British ships to sail through the Bosphorus Strait into the Black Sea and help escort some of that grain, some of that wheat okay. out of the Black Sea and help help feed the world, essentially. Yeah. Now, how that happens, I do not know. Putin's kind of, he's laying down the law as to how his Navy will operate, and we'll see whether or not we accept We terms. have said, President Biden has said all along, he never wants to have a direct conflict. I mean, if you have American ships go up through a, well, through what, a blockade, yeah, then you saying, have a direct conflict. Right, what I'm saying is that we would only do that if we had an agreement okay. with Putin. Historians have looked back and said this is kind of familiar, what's happening with Russia and Ukraine, trying to take over a country that Russia considers really a dear part of its own heritage. Because it happened right before World War II. Um, let, let, me say, let me rephrase that. During World War II, before we in the United States got involved in World War II, the Soviet Union invaded a country right next door, Finland, and it didn't go so well. Something that you have put a whole special together on Fox Nation, the Winter War. Mm-hmm. Was that fascinating to look back on? Well, September 1st, 1939, Hitler invaded Poland. The uh, Second World War began. What was happening in Northern Europe at that time is that the Soviets wanted land that the Finns had, and they kept asking for more, and Helsinki said no. And this went on through September and October into November. And in late November, um, a small town in the former Soviet Union now, this wasn't Russia, Mm -hmm. Soviet Union, Mm -hmm. um, it it was shelled. And some reporters were taken in there, and it was hard to see whether any Finns had been there, Finnish soldiers. And this is what is believed to be the false flag on behalf of the Soviet Union that precipitated the invasion of Finland. And this is amazing stuff here. Early December, they go in. The Finns put up a fight that the Soviets simply did not expect. Sounds a whole lot like Ukraine. It does. And then again, like Ukraine, you know, Finland was part of the Russian Empire. You know, before the Soviet Union and all the changes, they got away 
<laughs> 20 or so years prior to what's happening in World War II. Yeah, so, so what do the Finns do? They get creative, right? Remember this is December, January, February, late 1939, early 1940. It's winter. There's snow everywhere. There's trees and forests. It's hard to move. The Soviets come in with a traditional army that had about half a million soldiers along that border. Well, the, the Finns had about 100,000. And the Finns had to find a way of fight. And you know what they did? They outfitted themselves in white uniforms that camouflaged themselves in the snow and used skis to get around, around the timber and the trees. That's amazing. They invented something called the Molotov cocktail, which was named oh, yeah. after a Soviet minister at the time. Um, and they put up a fight. Three and a half months later, the Finns had lost 25,000 men and the Soviets had lost 125. That's a lot of losses. Yeah. That's a lot of losses. And you know, again, current conflict, Russia's lost an unbelievable number of, of their troops. And, and Dave, you're right. The Soviets thought it would be an easy job, kind of like Putin thought Ukraine would be an easy job. The similarities between what the, the mistakes the Soviets made during the Winter War, as it is known, and the mistakes that Putin has made in the first three and a half months of this war in Ukraine are strikingly similar. That ended in a treaty. The Soviet Union did get a, a portion of Finland out of the deal. Is that maybe what we could see happen in Ukraine? It's possible. Um, you're right about that. They, the Finns didn't want to give up land, but in order to achieve peace and keep their country, they gave in on that point. Um, in Ukraine, it could. I think we're a long way from knowing that. And I, and I do think back to the original point of this subject. Um, in all likelihood, it's going to take at least a year before we have an idea about that how long is the special mm, it's dropping on fox nation right now um it lasts about 30 minutes and you can learn a lot fox nation the winter war with mm -hmm. bill hammer right yeah bill hammer you can watch him on fox nation of course you can watch him on america's newsroom monday through friday 9 to 11 and also you get to watch him do those maps on tv on nice. election night that's that must be a lot of fun pressing the, as, the wall hey dave as long as it works right <laughs> as long as it works right because <laughs> if you hit a trap door you better make sure you know how to get out of it <laughs> i yeah. know you know how to do that cool. bill thanks very much you bet good to be with you dave You've been listening to the Fox News Rundown. Rundown. Stay up to date by subscribing to this podcast at foxnewspodcasts.com. And for up-to-the-minute news, go to foxnews.com. Fox News Radio On Demand on the Fox News app. Download the app and just click listen. When you swipe left, you can listen to your favorite Fox News talk shows live. Swipe right for the latest Fox News Radio newscasts on demand. Fox News Radio on the Fox News app. Download it today.